no kite tongi a te kori mako Ko rero flowing a te hoka force Ko papa relevant, ko papa out of bounds Ko papa exigent, ko papa paramount Nā ko nā whakapiri mai ki te Ko papa tino whakahira hira Whakaromo pi kari kari mai Hare hare mai, o tāringa hare hare mai We gotta gather up close everybody Gather up close everybody Kāne kāne move that body Kāne kāne move that body Ete ti, ete tā, kei wī, kei wā, te o me te ātena koutou katoa. A nei māwako, Erika, e whakapāhu atu ana ki a koutou mai i te harurutanga o te awamatu. Tēnā koutou katoa. Wow, wee! Tō auaha hoki. That was flash. It is just nowhere and I in studio today. Yep. The parents have gone and the kids are at home making a mess. <laughs> nah, well, the cat's yeah. away, the mouse will play. Ah, Is that yeah, how it goes? Yeah, yeah. Ko haere hoa praone ki kaupapa ke. He tangata mau pōtai rau. He has a, a lot of kaupapa and our, our hoa, he's out fulfilling those kaupapa. Mm-hmm. Our, our friend has many kaupapa and he attends to a lot of hui. So, e mihi ana ki a koe, ngā manaki tanga kei rongi a koe, e a koe takahi ana i te mato o te whenua. Waiho mā māua nei e kōrero, uh, hei whakararu i a koutou nei, a ngai taringa i tēne wā tonu. Nore, tēnā koutou. Tēnā koutou. Tēnā koe, Erika, pēhau. Uh, oi, uh, kei te pai a hau e ora tonu. <laughs> Ka pai, tātou. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, if you weren't, we'd be talking about you today because you won't be here. <laughs> true, true that, true that. Yeah, so anyway... It's just going to be me and Snow, and we're going to do our best to step into the shoes of our very esteemed Parata, Paraone. <laughs> I'm sure his missing presence will be noticed, but we'll try our best, eh? Mateaha itena. Mateaha itena. Good segue. <laughs> yes. Which brings us to our kiwaha. Kiwaha. <laughs> our kiwaha o te wiki is Mateaha itena. Mateaha itena. Do you know what that means? Mateaha itena, it's used as a way to say, oh, it's better than nothing. Yeah, yeah. You know, it's better than nothing. A lot of times it used, it's used in a sarcastic or a, not a degrading way, but... Yeah, oh, better than nothing. Yeah, yeah, well, yeah, mateaha. Mm-hmm, mateaha. Mateaha, yeah. I suppose, I suppose it's all, I suppose it'll do. Yeah, for instance... We just had a noho in the weekend and uh, I was put on the spot. I was i rongo au i te mura o te ahi. <laughs> oh my gosh. And you know when you get put on the spot, sometimes you just have a complete mind blank. Yep. Yep. So I just kind of, I don't even know what I rambled, but I sat down and someone said to me, oh, mātiaha i tēna. That was way better than nothing. <laughs> That's like, way better than nothing, yeah. Oh, thanks. <laughs> yeah. So if we, we talked about where it was an episode we had, Keirongo Noatu, where it's like, it's a bit better. So below that in the rankings of, say, praise or feedback in some way, you would say mātiaha i tēnā. Mātiaha i tēnā and then if they get better, you say, oh, kei rongo noatu, getting better, getting better. Getting so better, those getting are the two links between that. And then that. if they were the man, rehe akenei. Rehe akenei, yep. See, yep. So you can see all these uh, kiwaha that we've introduced earlier being tied in together. So mātiaha, mātiaha i tēnā, a lot of times it is to indicate what is lacking. So, uh, you know, you have porridge and they go, oh, kupauke te creamy. And you can say, oh, mātiaha, I suppose, mm, mm. I suppose milk will do. Yeah, I suppose. Yeah. Yeah, but you first world problems. You don't catch me 
putting milk on my porridge. <laughs> Well, they have sand. Oh, no. yeah, I like it. I, <laughs> no. <laughs> how you doing? No, no, no. Oh, yeah, no. <laughs> I'm a bit of an almond milk person. Oh, myself, yeah, 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 so, yeah, 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 yeah. Cowboy, cowboy. Yeah. Anyway. Mate, how are you doing? Here we are on episode Waru Tekau Ma Waru. 88. 88. Heads and up. Uh, we are coming at you with a pata pata. So we've done a few of these before, and as you would all know, what we do is we look through our Facebook page and our messages, and we try and answer questions that you've all sent in to us. Kapai. Yeah, so Erica has actually done, like, tangata ho miru miru a Erica. She is a very attentive person, a good eye for detail, hence her craft and photography is unlike any other. So she's been able to go through all of your uh, comments that some of a lot of you, our devoted listeners, have put on our Facebook page. And you may also find that if we don't answer them, a lot of time is because we encourage you to go back through other episodes. A lot of times some of these questions have been yeah, answered. Yeah, they have, yeah. Mm. And also, also, I'd like to encourage you if you to try and answer them yourself first and then ask it. Because a lot of times the answer is under your nose. Mm. So it's all about rangahau. Yes, rangahau. Whakaro here. And you rangahau are a wa. bit of a rangahau person yourself, Snowy. So I'm going to come at you with one that was quite deep because I know you like the deeper meaningful ones. Yeah, yeah. So Pare Puketapu has suggested here that maybe we talk a little bit about embalming. What did we traditionally in the past do around tūpāpaku? Oh, straight to the tūpāpaku stuff. I know, <laughs> we're going in. <laughs> do you have any knowledge about this? Well, I do know what is what we were taught. And you have to understand that what your environment gives you, that's what you use. So uh, yeah, yeah, um, yeah. we used, uh, I know kawa kawa was used. And it wasn't as if it was to embalm, to preserve, you know, their you know their longevity or, so they could be mourned. But uh, a lot of the time was to mask the smell of, yeah. of you know, of decaying yeah. flesh and stuff. So yeah. uh, there were important people in, in our marae or our hapu. And I think there are the same roles that were shared across throughout Aotearoa. But these these people were called Tupopo. Tupopo. Tupopo, yep, Tupopo. And they were kuia. They were kuia that uh, ko more more te whare tangata, their birthing abilities had finished, you know. They ah. had, so, yeah, it was a stage of graduation. Ooh, so, yeah. Wow, that just kind of penny dropped there. So maybe you're a kuia yes. once. Yeah, so they, they had reached... A kuya status in some some way, which is one of sometimes a lot of the, what to say criteria, but one of the stages that a kuya takes. Ah. And so then they were they were those type of people, the tupopo, yep. and they would always take care of the mate. So when you have a hui mate and the body was lying in state, they would be the ones always by the sides, as well as the whanau pani. Yeah, yeah. Uh, as well as the kiri mate would be close to that, to the tupapaku, but they would be taking care of it. Now, in the days before we had embalming and we had undertakers, Emihiana kia koutou hoki, te whanau tipene, me Haven Falls, koutou manakiana i yatate tupapaku hoina, te mahi was to take care of the tupapaku. Sometimes, so tam, sometimes they would take them out the back, bathe the body in salt yep. water or sometimes in the awa and yep. always in separate areas so you wouldn't eat or swim in the place where those 
where those things happen. So he wahi tapu wahi motuhake mo maua mahira. Yeah, true. You'd need a completely different place. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So yeah, my, most times upstream, downstream, or wherever. Yeah, yeah. And kawakawa was also used to help mask the scent or yeah. to help clean the body. Yeah. And this could have been done um, once in the morning and in the evening as well. So, um, so it wasn't just like um, what nowadays they get embalmed once. You get embalmed like, once, three days. You know, yeah, yeah. You, you had to maintain it. You had to maintain it. It's something you had to maintain. So, and I know they were they were wrapped in uh, certain certain materials. They were afariki. Mm-hmm. Uh, I believe Taranaki is reviving that now. Yeah, no, you do yeah, see yeah. it around yeah. quite a lot, eh? Yeah. So using natural things, and because what you want your body to do ideally is, or you know, the belief is. To decompose or to kahuki yanoki te kopu or papa tuanuku. Yeah. You know, and a lot of, with, our, with the embalming these days, they're actually putting a lot of toxins into the whenua. Yeah. And also with the casket that you're in, if you're looking at those materials, they can still be there for years and years. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and there's also a belief that when you dig six feet deep, you actually go beyond my, the microorganisms that help break down those materials, which are oh. in the first four oh, feet. Really? Of yeah, so it doesn't. it's not very live down there. Oh, okay. You know, living microorganisms are up in the... You know, in the shallower up, stuff. In the shallower stuff, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So, so yeah, me whakaaro e tātou nei haha tātou mahi mō te nehu. Yeah. Yeah, so uh, yeah, so when it comes to embalming, those are my fakaro. I have noticed recently in the last few years that more people have been doing the whāriki as opposed to coffins. Aye. Do you know the tikanga around that? Because I know some people will like weave parts at a time. They won't weave the whole thing. And then on the last day, they'll weave it shut. So in Taranaki, I believe it, they call it he kahu whakatere. He kahu whakatere, which is a, a cloak of travelling. So ka whakatere. Mm. Uh, so it's a, it's a cloak that, or, or some a gown or some clothing that, that assists you on your way. Koina he, he tikanga no taukiuki. It's a, it's a tradition from, from your. You wouldn't start that process until the last breath is taken. Kamanawa kiore te tangata, when the person, the tūroro, or the person is close to death and is on their last breath, once they have passed away, that's the time that you start actually weaving that weaving. Kahu. You start weaving that cloak. Yeah. And for various reasons, I'm not too sure about it, but I'm I'm you under the preempt it. Yeah, 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 yeah. You don't <laughs> want to preempt it. We yeah. there's a tikanga in and uh, I know in the Hokianga and maybe in maybe other places too, is that you don't dig the hole until the last day of the burial. The thing is, you don't want to tempt fate. You don't yeah. want to preempt something. Yeah. You know, it's like you don't want to open up something because you have to fill it. Koina te whakaro. Koina te whakapono etahi, o etahi. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's why there's a rush on the morning of the burial to dig the hole. Yeah. There. Some places easier, some places not. Mm. But that's the same, I believe, with the same with the kahu whakatere. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, and look at that practice at Iwi. Those are, uh, in terms of Māoridom, we're actually taking back our old practices. Yeah. And to try and um, understand them first, you know, you may want to be buried in a casket of gold, so hey, that's fine. But, yeah. <laughs> you know, when you, if you want to try the kahu whakatere, um, there are a lot of people out there that are willing to facilitate those things, especially the whānau, I think it's the whānau, Farehoka. 
down there. Oh, okay. Yeah, yep. yeah. Or if, if 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 you're listening and you're part of the final, you know, yeah, let us know because it's a great kopo. But I think a lot of our tikanga are heightened, or, or, or mostly observed around tangihanga and around yeah. Um, our yeah our rites and rituals around our death. Yeah, I'd definitely be keen to have a kahu fakatiri. Yeah, I just don't see the point in being buried in this flash as wooden box thing that's only going to get buried in the ground and rot and hopefully never come back up. Tika, tika. What a waste. Yeah. What is, how does it go? The man that built it didn't need it. The man that needed it never saw it. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Snowy, you're just a wealth of knowledge. Wealth of knowledge. Tenakui, Google. We have here from Courtney Bennett. Kia she ora, wants Courtney. to hear some kōrero about the moon and the different phases. Mm. Te marmataka. Oh, I reckon it fully makes sense, eh? Yeah. Because if the moon can have that much effect on the tides, then obviously it's also affecting the moisture and the dirt and how far up the moisture will come and what days will be the best days to plant your plants in that dirt, but also how it affects people's moods. I've spent a bit of time with Rangi Mātamua on his trips around doing his presentations. Kia ora Rangi, kia ora bro, hey you bro. <laughs> you do his voice so well. <laughs> no, that was Rangi, that was Rangi. Oh, yes, yes. <laughs> I remember him saying in one of his presentations the word lunatic kia ora. comes from Luna. Phases. Lunar phases, yeah. yeah. The lunacy of someone. Yeah, pretty yeah, much. Yeah. In like, because on full moon, everybody's moods are kind of uh, heightened and going a bit porangi, you could say. Kia ora. And um, yeah, that's where the word lunatic comes from. But also, I went out with some of the whanau uh, down the coast on the crayfish boats one morning, and they were telling me that because it was around the time of the full moon, they'd actually put all the pots out deeper. Kia ora. As opposed to closer to the shoreline. And I was like, oh, why is that? And they're like, well, because when the full moon's out, one kōrero could be that the water is brighter and kōrero, they like darker places. Oh. Like, you know, you find them in the little caves and stuff underwater. So when the full moon's out, it's too bright, so they go out deeper. So that also affected how the, where they place their pots. Tikato, because a lot of our mai tai tai or a lot of our kaimuana, they are nocturnal. They have nocturnal activity, or yep. you know, most active um, in the nighttime. So I can see why why they would do that. That's that's pretty good to see. I know for um, your kumato from Fano Apunui to Fano Apunui, Tafai. Yeah, yeah. He wrote. He has a very good writing. Yep. So on. Um, the Maramataka according to Te Whanau yeah, which is cool because he writes that Dako Nui, which is the full moon, yeah. is the first moon for Apanui, eh? Yeah, yeah. So the first moon to a lot of, oh, the first phase, sorry, the beginning phase of the moon is Firo, Tiria, Ohoata, or Uenuku, or Uenuku to some, so there's like so the four Firo phases. Firo is the new moon. The new moon, yeah. yeah. Which is not to be seen, you can't see it. Yeah, so there's no, it looks like there's no moon yeah. in the sky. And if you've been listening to, well, Once Upon a Time, a Firo is the deity of calamity and... Disease? Disease, yeah, sort of, sort of um, uh, misfortune. Misfortune, yeah, yeah. yeah. People would it. go, oh, he's the devil of Taumaru, but actually, I wouldn't say he is. That's yeah. just his, that's his mahi. Yeah. Yeah, so there's a yang to there's a yang. So that's fiddle, that's fiddle. And so 
a lot of things of that night. The moon can't be seen. It's a dark night and it's a night to sort of stay home and yeah. do a bit of planning. Do a bit of reflecting. Yeah, do reflecting, you know, because the big thing too about our maramataka is that how do we adapt that to what we do to mm. the stay in this yeah. day and age? Uh, you have Ruben Taipari and Heni Hotarene, Tena Korua. Uh, they are living up in Ahipara and they have great wānanga on maramataka and how you can adapt that to our day and age, the, yeah. our, 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 our modern settings. So they also have a calendar that they release every year. So go and look them up as well. Um, you have Rereata Makiha, who is an exponent on, um, on maramataka, mm-hmm. who's looked at over 400 different maramataka with him and as well as the Royal Society of Astronomy. Ah, alongside yeah. Dr. Rangi Matamua yeah. um, and others. So they're looking at um, maramataka and how it adapts or how we can use it in this day and age. Mm. And also the quarter that comes from. Um, also, if you are looking at the maramataka, uh, Courtney and, and uh, your friends and all your whanau and colleagues, is to probably, I would say, to make sure that you find one that pertains to the area that you're living in. Yeah. Very much so. Yeah, because yeah, yeah. it also depends on your geographical point. Oh, very yeah. much, yeah, your environment, yeah. Because, you know, down the coast, we are pretty much used to warmer climates and stuff, and so Aotearoa Wurimutawhai, his research was based on everything from the coast, which will be totally different to someone down in Ngaitahu, who has, you know, quite a cold, snowy... Ooh, Te Pua Haiti. <laughs> <laughs> snowy climate. Tika. And also, when you are looking at lunar phases from a tidal point of view, mm. it changes very much. So that's, so that's why in Wurumu Tafai's writing that they would put a marker at the high tide on Rako yep, Nui, which would, show their, which would show their calendar. Yeah. So you can't do that if you're, say, in Waikato. In an area where it's landlocked, where, where it's not tidal, I wonder how they yeah. would have measured that. Well, I, you know, you'd still look at it. Uh, you could look at the activity of your natural surroundings. So it goes back to how in tune our tupuna were, yeah, and how some still are with our taiao. Yeah, and so it even differs. So you look at um, Upper Nui, and they have they look at uh, you know the, the the east coast, the tidal side. In the north, Rereata Makiha talks about how, because, the, you know, the, the geographical outline changes and you start getting bi-coastal up the north, mm-hmm. where, the, you know, it's less than an hour between coasts. Yeah. So reading the reading the lunar, the lunar cycles up there differs. So one day, so the west is always a day ahead of the east. Oh, really? So if it's fetal on one side, by the time that evening tide is out, it's tedia on, on the, the other. other side. Yeah. Yeah, don't quote me on whether it's east or west, but one is behind the other. Yeah. And they, those are his observations. And even then, you can go to another, you know, just over the hill, and this is anywhere, and that Fano or that hapu will have their own names and their own settings of their own, of the lunar calendar. Yeah. So the big thing is what we've done is try to fit all these things in the Gregorian calendar to the 365 days, the 12-month phase, the 52 weeks. Yeah. You can see even with Dr. Rangi Matamua's corridor on his uh, Living by the Stars Facebook, follow it every Monday as a corridor. He talks about how our division of time doesn't fit into our Gregorian no. ways. No. And so to understand that, mean, so what I mean in terms of that with our lunar calendar is that it'll differ from place to place. 
So you can't pick up one calendar and say this is gospel for this, that area. This fits you. Yeah, yeah. This is the right size for you. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Not one size fits all. So if that's anything to go, I hope I hope you can take that and Courtney. That'll be that'll probably be the best call that I can give you is to find some find a lunar calendar that's pertaining to the area you're in. One thing that I found interesting after reading the Living by the Moon book by Wurumu Tafai was I've always assumed that Rakonu was the best night or best night day Aye. to uh, plant everything. Kia But then after reading his book, he actually says that while it is a good day for planting, the water tables are way higher. Kia You know, because they're closer to the top of the soil and everything. You would yield... Maybe, so we're talking about kumara here. You would yield big kumara, but because they're so moist and high in water because of the time that they were planted, they also rot faster. Kia ora. Yeah. Kia ora. And I found that interesting because then he, can't remember the names of the days, but he did say which are better days to plant kumara if you wanted them to last longer. And so what they would do back in the day was still plant on those different nights, but they knew that the ones that they're planting on Rakaunui are going to be ones that they're going to eat straight away. Eat first, That's, that's yeah. the one they're going to share out to the whanau. The kumara that they planted on the other nights where the water tables weren't so high, they knew that they could store these for longer and these would be used just in case something was to come up at the marae where they needed that stockpile of food. Kaupai, yeah. kia ora. Look, so that in that way, they knew they were always going to have something there in the kapata to feed everyone with. There you go, Yatiwi. So the water table, that's a very, that's very cool. Because yeah. even people that do rongoa, they talk about uh, choosing the right time to pick, um, yeah. pick their rau or their, the things they need for their rongoa. Yeah. And yeah, talked about the water table being high, best time to pick because it helps the rejuvenation of the plant as well. Ah. Mm-hmm. And I have heard that one to um, pick your cover cover leaves in the morning. Kia ora. And go for the ones with lots of holes in them because obviously if the insects like them, mm. they must be good ones. Tiga. But there was also something that I can't quite remember about the sun. Don't get the ones facing the sun or get the ones facing the sun? Kia ora. So there's a lot of things in there. So you said pick them in the morning and yeah, you pick them yeah, with the most holes in them because of the because of the bugs like them, and because the the bugs, their huare, their, their saliva has natural enzymes that help oh, with the plant okay. too. Yep. Yeah. This is from Ngarunua, Arungua, Kayakua, from Raglan, Kia ora Ngarunua. And you choose the eastern side because it gets the most sun in the mornings. Mm-hmm. So you do it before sun because they're still asleep and you'll see plants that have, they have drooped and they, they, they pick up when they get uh, more sun. Yeah. So this is before the time of photosynthesis. So you want to pick before then and you pick it on the, the eastern side because it gets the most sun and it just helps its rejuvenation. Oh, okay, yeah, cool, yeah. cool. So, yeah. so, so science, tikanga. Yeah, and being same, mindful. Same. You're being mindful that you're doing it in a way that ensures that plant or, you know, that being will can still go on. Yeah. Mā te Mā te Yeah, yeah, kāpai. Because then, you know, our, the buzzword that we use today, sustainability, Yeah. those are sustainable practices. Definitely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Even going back to the um, tupapaku kōrero. Yeah. You know, that is a sustainable practice. Why are we burying ourselves with all this rubbish? Kia ora. Let's get buried in a natural way. Yeah. Uh, and if you want. Yeah, so if you're looking at decomposition, so you can have sustainable sustainable urupa, 
I mean, this is a very touchy subject, but I think, you know, you need to have these conversations mm-hmm. sometime or other. Yeah, you can't be just putting tupapaku on tupapaku if they haven't decomposed in 100 yeah, years. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so, yeah. And uh, I so uh, Justine Murray messaged our page a while ago and she has written, Can you discuss why i e tahiwa kupu have a tohu to or none? Like Māori and how she has written it is M-A-A-O-R-I or tēne, so again the double vowel. Double vowels, yeah, yeah. I have seen it written like this, hea te mea tika. Ho, 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 tēnā koe, koe tēne, Justine. Justine Murray. Tēnā koe, Justine Murray. You have opened up a can of worms there. <laughs> Very much so. So tohuto, this is my opinion, in order for our reo to survive, there must be somewhat, some way of some standardization. Yeah. And it's quite iwi-centric to use the double vowel to create the elongated sound. Yeah, and so you see the double vowel a lot in Tainui, right? Kia ora, yeah. Right? From my personal observations, when I am texting on my phone or back in the days before I knew how to do a macron yeah, yeah. on my computer, I would do the double vowel. I just wouldn't do any. I used to just type. <laughs> well, you know, now, yeah, yeah, yeah. now I'm constantly going on multidictionary.co.nz to see where the tohu toa on Kia each ora. word, that's what I use Kia it ora. for. Yep, yep. And, um, and I'm very conscious about that and probably, well, conscious about being judged on using my tohu toas or not. So back before I knew how to do macrons on my phone or computer, I would do the double vowel. And would that be would that be maybe why they typed with a double vowel here in Tainui? Ah, uh, there's a, there's many kōrero about um, why they double vowel here. Ingari kawaiho pe ma Tainui e kōrero ana e kōrero mo Tainui. But what I understand and what I've learned is that uh, in Tawamatu, where we are, the bustling metropolis of Tawamatu, was oh. where they heard the first printing machine. Ah, yes. Te Hokioi. Te Hokioi. The, yeah. the first, yeah, yeah, the first, one of the you first papers. You can actually papers. go see that very first printing machine of their very first Māori newspaper at, in the Tawamatu Museum. Tiga, tiga. And so they printed their own newspaper and they hadn't any way to show, well, a macronated sound put it a bit away. So they use double vowels. Yeah. And uh, there's a there's an idea that that's where that came from and then there are other different ideas. But e Yeah. But that's one of the reasons why it's used like like that in, in Tainui. I know in a lot of official documents, uh, I know Peter Hurunui Jones, they use double vowels. So who am I to say yeah. what is right and what is Wrong. The hardest thing. I don't thing, think there really is a right and wrong. I don't think so no. either. Uh, who, who can we? This is a lot of corridor that we have. Is we can we can observe the differences, mm-hmm. and I think the beauty is. I think the beauty is the differences. Yeah. You know, people want to find the right way, but show me the wrong way. You know, what's the wrong? What's the wrong way? You tell me which one's the wrong way. Yeah. So koina he fakaroa. Justine, it's it's hard to really say what is right and what it's wrong. Uh, what I do do, if I know, if I'm doing an official document, say for an assessment 
or for uni or for something. If I know the way that they expect to mark, yeah, that's how I will, I will write. Yeah, uh, even the language I use, I use the, I use a, uh, I try to f- use an academic or a clear writing or clear way of speaking for the sake of the assessment. Yeah. So, and, and people say, oh, you know, you should speak, you know, your, your way. But I think it helps you broaden your horizons of your mm. language understanding, you know? Yeah. And I'm like that anyway. I'm a chameleon. I like trying other things, <laughs> you know? <laughs> and just like Parone says, when he goes to um, different hui and different rohe, Aye. he'll try and use their words. Aye, tika. Yeah. He mihi, he mihi yeah. yeah. He'll use their kiwaha, mm. their whakatauki, their little... What do you call those little isms? Ai, ai, tika. The little Kiwaha. isms. Yeah. <laughs> Mateaha, Mateaha ite, Teako ite reo o iwike. Yeah. Um, and yeah, that's what we do. Like he addresses me as Mara, I address him as Tai. Tenakoe Tai. Kere ah. Mara. But yeah, it's the, yeah. You sort of blind yourself to the beauties of the language if you just look at one small part of it. Yeah. You know, so. Yeah. Yeah. But in short, to answer that, sometimes they have tohu to, sometimes they have double vowel. That's just a different iwi thing. It could probably have to do with convenience of the time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which you leads know. me into our next kaupapa. <laughs> <laughs> so I've got some pretty, um, could be heavy hitting uh questions here, but um, they're all under the realm of where tikanga is compromised for convenience. Mm. And um, I heard this really cool whakatauki the other day from Afimai. Kia ora, Afimai. Me mate tētahi tikanga kia ora ai anō, which I think is supposed to say one tikanga has to die or you know be put to rest for a new one to be born. Kia ora. Do you have you ever better fakamarama for that? No, no, that's right. Um, some things have to be set aside for the betterment of the greater good, perhaps. Yeah. You know, yeah. The the, the one I like to use as memoite tikanga kia ora te tikanga. You know, so it's not that you're killing it or, you know, you're just setting it aside. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. You're yeah, emitting it from current practices. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm. So um, one of the things that people wanted to know about was. Hakari before the nehu. And so this is interesting to me because I've always grown up thinking that, you know, you have the service, you have the nehu or the burial, and then you all go for a hakari to sort of whakanoa yourselves and to, I don't know, just have a good whanau catch up and then all leave your separate ways back to whatever you need to do. But I have seen recently that, some people have the hakari before the nehu. Why would this be? Ah, kia ora. The first time I saw this, I experienced um, this tigonga was at a tangi in Tuaku. Oh, yeah? Uh, yeah, a late friend of ours, tēnā, tēnā koe, Yeah, so we went to the tangihanga, the te rā o te nehu, and uh, before they departed to Taupiri, now I think this is where this is where you find the understanding. So from Tuaku to Taupiri is 40 minutes if you know where you're going. So if you understand that you're taking 100 plus people to there and so processions can take longer than in the time of travelling. So the idea was to have the, the hakari first and so people, whānau and friends could leave from the burial. 
Uh, and that's the, that's the only time I've seen that happen and around Tainui area as well. But also I've seen it um, elsewhere as well. And, and, I, and I do believe it's from convenience. It is. Yeah, yeah. A lot of our tikanga are based on convenience now. Yeah. Um, people need to understand. So when you say, oh, that's the tikanga, that's how we should, that's how we do it. Yeah. Um, one should understand where that tikanga came from first. And you'll realise that it's no older than 100 years old, some, some tikanga. Ah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I have this question here from Beth Dixon that also relates to Hakari. Kia ora, Beth. Um, she says, Kia ora rā, nei pia tētahi kaupapa hai kōrerotanga ko te Hakari, kia hāngai tonu atu ki te horopaki o te marae. Kia ora. It's quite an ambiguous question, but hea te Hakari. Yeah, well, so as I said before, my understanding of it was that it was part of the um, tapu and no process. Kia ora. So your yeah. reason for the hakari was to whakanoa yourself. Mm. Yeah, and that's the big part of it. That's the big part of it. So for the whānau pani, uh, if you look at the context of a huimate or a tangihanga, the whānau pani, according to some tikanga, is that they sit and all they are... Uh, oh, there's a saying, hoia no ma te whānau pani he kai i te hupe me te roimata, i te aroha o te tangata. What they get to eat is the grief, is grief. Mm. And so they may have been fasting for those so many days. They used yeah. to fast, you know, for the length of a tangihanga because wow. of the grief. And the yeah. idea was to, a lot of people say is to show the aroha, but a lot of times it was to actually, my personal belief is to transcend. So when you fast, uh, you sort of, you're sort of transcending your, your physical attachment to the world. And it sort of helps you helps you um, grieve. Yeah. So this is what, like, going back to the Tupopo and the Kuya, this is what they did. And they might have a bit of water. Um, some whanau pani may have a bit of kai in the evenings, but it's up to them whether they eat or not. That's what they used to do. And the, so the hakari was meant to be them coming back to the world of light. Ah. So they're sitting in the dark. Yeah. They're adorning the cloak of grief. Yeah. And so the hakari is to bring them, just like from tapu tunua, that we use, what we the elements we use, wai, karakia, kai, to bring us back to noa, that's the hakari. That is the basis of the hakari. Yeah. A lot of times now uh, people think it is to, well, it is a celebration, but it, it's actually to help the whānau pani start making those steps to back to norm back normalcy. to norm back to mean? yeah normalcy that's normalcy. the one. normalcy back normalcy. to normalcy yeah yeah <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah and so that's the idea behind that tikanga and while we're on it in, in the hakari the first mihi when the whānau pani come back because a lot of people um, uh, people go back go straight to the farikai for the kai yeah uh, the first mihi that should be in there is from the taumata or the paipai to that whānau pani and you're saying hoki mai koutou ki te ao marama da 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 I don't you know for yeah so that's yeah so that's meant to be the first mihi and another iwi they go back to the whare first and there's another pōhiri they, they're brought back on they're welcomed back on into the marae oh. Oh, and okay. that's when those mihi start. Yeah. yeah. That's when they say, welcome, come back to the, the whānau pani. Hoki mai kia tātou nei, e tātere ana kia koutou o te ao mārama, nau mai, hoki mai. Um, tangohia te kākahu taratara, kia tūai koutou, uh, yeah. kia tāe tētahi atu tēnā kākahu te mau. So yeah. that it can be passed on to another green family. So, yeah. 
um, relieve yourself of the cloak of grief so that it may be worn in time, maybe worn by another whanau. Come yeah. back to us, come back to normalcy, come back to the light. Yeah. The, and yeah, the crux of it, the bones of that. Wow. That's the idea of it. And, and, then, so, and then the karakia is to finish that off. So that's the hakari. That's the yeah. reason for a hakari. Yeah. And you know, it is about manakitanga that the way that we like to put on the best. Yeah. Piece. Yeah. Have you ever gone to a tangi and they're like, how was the tangi? No, kinna. Uh, how we have mints on toast. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Or like, um, yeah, yeah. And then because, like, you know, there's an expectation if you go to a, you know, he, he, he iwi moana. Yeah, there's an expectation. There's gonna be a crayfish. There's better, yeah, there's gonna, they better, you know. They better be crayfish. They better be crayfish. And these are the things that we want to do for our. For our manuhiri. Yeah, that's where yeah, you yeah. want to put on the grandest, the grandest kai of yeah, kai you can yeah. gather. Yeah, so that's those are those are the things that are all part of the hakari or the the, the purpose, the purpose of the hakari. If you have a celebration like a twenty first, yeah, and you have a big kai there, is that a hakari? That's a hakari. Okay, just not a. Whakanoa hakari. Yeah, it's a whakanui hakari. Ah, whakanui hakari. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, let's look up this me me inoa tukia kūkora. Kūkora, nuku kūkora, rangi kūkora mai nei ngā whakautu nei kia tau mai nei ngā kupukirungi a tātou. Hakari. Haumie hui e to a dawn dressed to here to have a feast. Hakari. Ah. Hakari, yeah. To adorn and address the hair. To dress the hair. No, oh, that, that's the, the verb. Hair. That's another word used for it, but it yeah. says here, hakari, to have a feast. So a feast. Yeah. So when you do hakari matas, who's having a feed? Your legs. <laughs> <laughs> the oh, legs gosh. and buns are having a feed. Oh, God, the yeah. hakari matas. <laughs> They're having a torture. That's yeah, they're having a torture. It, okay. could be, it could be spicy food because all your, all your legs are doing are burning. <laughs> <laughs> okay, moving on. Men doing a wairia. From my understanding, this happens a lot up your ways. Yeah, in the north, oh, this is a hard, this is a contentious one, really. What Ma, is a wairia? He wairia, he karakia kia, kia wairia, kia wātea te huarahi, kei mua i te tahi ope. Yeah. Kia pai ai tō hikoetanga i te tahi ara. So it's to clear the pathway in a spiritual sense so that you're not taking on any bad juju. Yeah, and so you, is it the same as a karanga? Well, no, it's not. No, karanga is very different. So um, in ep 32, I believe, or one of the episodes, Tikanga um, 101 with Panya Papa, yeah. who speaks. You want to revisit it. It's a great kōrero about karanga and the roles of karanga. But in the north, they are known to do poroporowaki, tauparapara, and now these days they call it wairia. I subscribe to the attitude that wairia is a tainui kupu and a tainui practice. Ah. And though there aren't much differences, there are subtleties which make it different. So in the north, when you go on to the marae, if it's a tangihanga, you may be doing a, well, they say wairia now, a tauparapara, a karakia. And so, this is from a male, yeah, not, this is, this not, is a, a, not a female doing the karanga. This is a male practice. This yeah. is a male practice. And up there, you can do it with just a male going on. Yeah, I've seen that when there's a karanga going on and simultaneously there is a karakia. There's, oh. a, there's a tauparapara or yeah. there's a, they call it, as they oh, okay. say, radio. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. To say that only that happens and only this should happen, I don't think is right. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So, for instance, if you were having a gathering or porphyry at a marae and there were no females around, mm. could this be a way to get around that um, 
to get around doing the karanga, you would do something like a wairia or tauparapara mm-hmm. or karakia. A tūtahi ke hau, mena kei wahi ke me whai e koe te tikanga o tawa wahira. Mm. So when you're in a different place and that's not their tikanga, one should observe the rules and the protocols of that area. Yeah. Rule of thumb, man, when in Rome. If yeah. you're not too sure and if you think it's comfortable for you to do something where you're from. It might not be. It might not. You may, you may cause later saying. discomfort for yourself. <laughs> so that's my, that would be my word of uh, caution as to, yeah, when in Rome, do as the Romans do. Quick fire answers, please. Okay. Kotene kotera rane, awa o moana. Moana. Ponamu or whalebone. Whalebone. Scuffs or jandals. Jandals. Fried bread or rewana. Fried bread. Ooh, me too. Hangi or boil up. Mm, boil up. All right. Boil up or Sunday roast. Boil up. Okay, okay, okay. Kia mohi o mai koutou. Boil up is one of my death row kais. Do you ever have a death row? Oh, you know, like, menaka mate koe. your last supper. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. To kai whakamutinga, ko te tahi aku, ko te boil up. But it has to be what type of boil up? Yeah, yeah that's bo- right. Okay, 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 sorry, sorry. Um, pork bones boil up or titi boil titi. up? Oh, yum. With, with coconut cream. Shh, don't Ooh, judge me. With coconut cream, don't, haven't tried that one. Don't judge me. He hononga hamo oku norera. So what, do you put it in the pot with all the water as well or do you put it on top in your own bowl? The, the coconut cream? Nah, what I do, I like put it on like a he, like heikinaki because if you if you put it in a boiler, it just boils down and, and it sort of... It Waters down the flavour. Yeah, it just the, the coconut sort of just reduces. So yeah, yeah now nah, I put it on thing. And, uh, and what it does, it cuts up the salt. Even yeah, if you try... Yeah, because is quite salty. Yeah, salty, yeah, yeah. But I like it. Mm, oh, yeah, yum. Uh, yeah, I love it. Yum. So yeah, that or sometimes... Now, don't judge. Hey... <laughs> <laughs> Uh, a bit of cream. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, only yeah. with Titi, not another boil ups. Yeah. I'm not like those lot from, from Pita Tip and there's lot they use cream and everything. Kia ora, Pita. Have you tried <laughs> a chicken boil up? Yeah. And what did you think? It was different. I wouldn't have it. Was it just like a chicken soup? Yeah, a chicken boil is a chicken soup. The thing with chicken, you know, if you boil it down, it just falls apart. Yeah. And then you've got to go through the bones and stuff. So, mm. yeah. Okay, and I haven't tried that one yet. Yeah, you don't, not miss it out on anything. Okay, couple more. Puha or watercress? Puha. Pawa or kina? Pawa. And our last one, would you rather go 100 years into the past or 100 years into the future ooh, for a day? Ooh. I choose neither. Can I choose yeah, that? Yeah, hi. Because I appreciate the present... Oh, I don't know. I don't want to go into the future and then come back. I don't want to go into the past and come back. Mm. You know, a great person said, when you when you dwell on the past, that's depression. When you dwell on the future, that's anxiety. Yeah, I've so, actually heard that before. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's not a secret. You know, it's a it's a and I and I and I believe in that. You know, Yeah, like to be present is to be mindful, and so then. Yeah. Nah. Yeah. No, I fully understand yeah. where you're coming from. But Kyoku Fakaro, if I had to choose one, 
I don't know, I have so many questions about the past. I would love to go back into the past just to see what, like, the bush and oh, the yeah, land yeah. and what people looked like. Yeah, that you sounds know? cool. A hundred years ago, we still would have been post-colonisation, but I think, you know, the the bush would have been way more natural. What's a hundred years from now? Uh, yeah, years. what are we? 2019? 2019? 19? Yeah. Yeah, there'll be bloody war. There'll be First World War, just post First World War. Ah, uh, yeah. See, I'd, I'd love to see yeah. what it was like back then. But oh, anyway. yeah, I want to go back then. Yeah, that's no, not bad. <laughs> Stop copying that's me. That's not bad. No, nah, because it's already done, eh? It's already done, so, yeah. What just would to I do? answer those sort of questions, though, like, you I'd know. Take, I'd take back the how flu How did vaccines. they live? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, you know? yeah. What kind of whare did they have? There might be more people who'd be able to answer our questions about the migrations and stuff yeah, still around, yeah, yeah, yeah. you know? If you follow our Facebook page, you might have seen we put up a post last week, Kotene Kotera Rane, and this is just a little little summon summon. This is just a little something that we're going to do on our Facebook page now and then just to create some discussion. There's no right or wrong. It's just a, a topic of discussion. So keep a lookout for those little segments on our Facebook page. Don't forget to have a look at us on Facebook uh, and keep those partai coming in. Yeah, keep those yeah. partai coming in. We and actually love it. Yeah. We may not answer them all the time, but... Yeah. We do like getting your feedback and questions. We enjoy your feedback because mm. mei kore ko koutou, ka ora tonu tēnei puno pāhua tāringa. Mm. Nō rere, mihi ana kia koutou. O te rā, kia koe praone, ka re kore ko hoki mai anō, kei wainga nui a tāua ki te whakatikatika i wene, <laughs> e tai whakaro hea o, o māua. Nō rere, mihi ana kia koutou katoa. So, our waiata o te wiki is tihore mai te rangi. Oh. <laughs> all-time favourites. One of those all-time yep. favourites. Yep. Nō mai.
the motai whānau on there. I think there was a bit of motai. There was a bit of Ngātū Manako on the strings. So we're going to call them Ngā, ngā Motai Nako. Ngā Motai Nako. Ngā kau e mi ana kia koutou Ngāti Tūnoho. And e koro ko Teiria o te rā kia koe hoki praone. Me ngā tamariki, ngā hiwa o te rangi. Ngā porapuro o te aroha tēnā koutou katoa, yeah. I was at the opening of the Farikai in Parawira. Kau kia ora, yeah. Oh my God, the kids were amazing. Yeah, man. Our kids are so lucky today that you know, the, what they're learning, what they get to learn, yeah, the, but, the shoulders um, they get to rub with. Yeah, mm. they were right up there in the front, in front of all the adults, and, um, you know, usually you just get all the kids to stand up just to have a go, and, but these kids actually really knew what they were doing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They were awesome. It makes you go, oh, I'm going to the back, man. I, I can't <laughs> deal with this. I, I don't know what I'm doing, yeah. But Tihore Mai Te Rangi, that's a very cool song. That's also an old karakia that kids used to oh, say. Oh, really? Yeah, so Tamariki Ma, Koina he karakia pai ma, ma koutou, ma tātou hoki, uh, ngā pakeke, it was a ditty. So our tamariki in the old days would have their own little karakia. And this is when it starts raining. They, they come out, they go, tihore mai, te rangi, tihore mai, mau mau. Well, I forgot the rest of the words. But those are the, yeah, those are the words for a little karakia. So, oh, cool. Uh, and a, a pakeha version of that, it's not, not, it's not because of that there's a pakeha version, but there's a pakeha equivalent. It goes, rain, rain, go, go away, come again another, another day. day. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, so that's what tihore mai te rangi is. Yeah. What did I say, Snowy? You're a wealth of knowledge. Oh, mate, I just eat wheat picks then. <laughs> Whatever, I you get do these, a lot more than that. I and get these cards and it has like some little funny facts. <laughs> some fun fact, tihore mai te rangi is actually a karakia tamariki used to use. Okay, well, in all seriousness, it's been so good to have you here. Cool, yeah, cool episode. I hope that for all you listeners out there that you didn't miss Parone too much. And that, uh, hey, hopefully, Matahi Tena, hopefully, we were a bit better than nothing. Matahi, Mao. Norera, ete hunga, nga manaki tanga te wahi ngaro ki runga ia koutou, o te raki a koutou katoa, hoki tonu mai hei tērā wiki, mo tēnei punua pāho e whakapāho atu nei. Hei kona! Hei kona! Fakarongo ki te tangi a te kori mako Korero flowing at the hooker force Kou papa relevant, kou papa out of bounds Kou papa exigent, kou papa paramount Nā kona whakapiri mai ki te Kou papa tino whakahira hira Fakarongo pi karikari mai Hare hare mai, o tāringa hare hare mai We gotta gather up close everybody Gather up close everybody Kāne kāne move that body Kāne kāne move that body Taringa he mea tuku nā te wānanga o Aotearoa, a nā te māngai pāho i tautoko. To listen to more episodes, search for us on your podcast app and subscribe. Taringa, whakarongo mai.